Hello. Hi there. We are Filthy and Arcadian Lady, and this is Incompletely Articulate. It's episode 55 of our podcast, in which we've each written a thing in the last week or so, and are about to perform it at you now. It's Rachel's turn to go first. What are you going to tell us about what it is that you have? Okay, so I wrote most of mine this morning, not because I don't care about you guys, but because I couldn't think of anything until last night. Um, I don't know sort of how it will sort of turn out yet. Like, I know it went in a particular direction when I was writing it, but sometimes that changes completely when you perform it. So I think we'll talk about it afterwards. I can feel my heartbeat in my hands. Behind closed eyelids, the darkness swells. My breathing is the loudest sound in the room. How long have I been here, a mouth dry, brows tight? My pulse beating slower than the seconds passing, wishing I could slow it down even more. Have it tick like the clock battery coming to a stop. Wishing I could slip away, off into oblivion, never to wake, never to lie in this darkness again. Counting the pumps of my heart like sheep jumping a fence. Because when I can no longer feel my heartbeat in my hands, I must be asleep. Yes, you've got this... One of your themes is your mental state late at night. Yes, that's when I do most of my thinking. It's a worrying time to do thinking, I find. That's true, but my sleep pattern is such that for me that's sort of four o'clock in the afternoon. So is the focusing on the pulse thing a distraction thing? Like are you trying to focus yourself on something to distract from other things? Or is that indicative in some way of something else? Um, I don't know really. I just had the sort of the idea of sort of being able to the idea of sort of being able to feel your pulse because sometimes I find like on the rare nights that I actually make myself sort of lie in the dark until I fall asleep rather than like watch something or listen to like Harry Potter or something. I sort of I'm very aware of my pulse and how I could just sort of count it without actually taking it. Like by without like putting my fingers on my neck or anything. And I thought that was really interesting and sort of potentially gory, which I quite involved, quite which I quite enjoyed. <laughs> but um, then at the end of it, I kind of wanted to make it like funnier at the end. I wanted to make it the whole beginning bit to be like, like it was going to be about dying, but then actually it was about going to sleep. But I sort of, sort of didn't go as far in that direction as I wanted it to. But then, of course, there's that sort of theme in lots of things where death is sleep is like a kind of mini death. So I think they do go quite well together. Yes, it's a, it's not quite a meme, but it's certainly a... Like a trope. A, yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or at least a common analogy. Uh, a nice piece of metaphor or something. Yeah, because you're right about the words, because when you said it, it instantly conjures up, you know, a picture of, of one of those martial arts films where they rip someone's chest yeah. Open and pull the heart out. And then, dum, 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 dum. we're both moving our hands in that way. Which you sort of feel like doing to yourself sometimes. Yeah, and I also found it quite interesting to sort of go slightly darker without necessarily... I mean, obviously, blood was kind of mentioned in a roundabout way, because that's the function of the heart, but there was no kind of... sort of, like, stabbing or anything like that. It was sort of quite... It was sort of quite implied. Like, if you put, like, a gory connotation on it then that's because that's what you connected to it I didn't explicitly make anyone think of anything no which I'm quite smug about this week because normally if I bum you out you might have a choice what's yours about this week I've written a lot of poems in my life and I'm pretty sure I've done something 
remarkably similar to this before at some point, but I can't remember if that was on here. Oh, we'll find out. But there's this. Hey, you seem moderately attractive, if hardly bay, and you seem to have done okay, and it's a beautiful autumnal day when fingers and tongues attempted to stray, and it's not quite in keeping with the social moray, but I'd never condemn your PDA, but can't you do that out of my way? <laughs> what is it that you think you've done similar to that? Um, you just give a brief, out, brief outline, then I'm sure we'll know whether it was on here or not. Uh, in, just in terms of the situation, mm -hmm. I mean, I know I do a lot of things I wish I'd had the guts to rant at strangers. Yes. Um, but I think this particular situation is one that I've written about before as well. Okay. I think you might have mentioned it in, th in something before, but I don't know if you've done a whole thing about it. That's all right then. But I think that that way of building up to something that is quite highlighted in that because it's a shorter piece is definitely something that you do sort of like your style with that kind of poem which I really like sort of like zooming in on one thing about it and then you sort of do the reveal at the end which I really like yeah that was I said the other way don't want it to feel too much like like it's a, a lazy pullback and reveal punchline or anything I don't I never try and no I didn't even mean that no 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 I don't think you know, that's I'm... lazy like if they're well done they're very no, well done but I never I never feel like a poem needs a punchline no um, but sometimes it does need rounding off yeah, sometimes it needs to end. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that writing technique thing where they say when you're editing um, for reformatting your senses and stuff, the most important and interesting word needs to go at the end of your sentence. Yes. Because that's what keeps the attention of the reader right through the sentence to the end of it. I always think that about German, because the verbs at the end, so you don't really find out what's happening until the end of the sentence. So in the same way, especially in a short poem, if you can kind of hide the point you're trying to make until near the end, then that that captures and draws in a bit more. Yeah, I think it's very effective, especially in a shorter piece as well, because I think it's much more rewarding, because sometimes if um, you have like a, not necessarily you, but often when I do it as well, when it's something, it can tend to feel quite unfinished if it's not in keeping with the length of your normal ones. But I think you avoided that completely. Yeah, whereas in something long, you can lay it out at the beginning and then yeah. explore it. So this is where we're going and we'll explore it. Yeah, whereas this one was like, go with me and I'll show you at the end, yeah. which I liked. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't great, but I thought it was alright. Yeah. Are we done? I think we might be, just a short one this week. That's alright, we can't all be long. That's true, it's free. Shall we plug, plug, plug? Why not follow us on Twitter at IncompletelyArt? We have a Tumblr, incompletelyarticulate.tumblr.com. You can listen to our entire back catalogue on the SoundClouds where we are hosted by Pinwheel T, to whom we are always grateful. Uh, we also have an iTunes account, so if you search for Incompletely Articulate and then subscribe, then each new episode will just appear. And I seem to have ended up talking about the Facebook again, but it's something to do with thumbs. Yeah, if you put them on the Facebook search for Incompletely Articulate, then because Phil is allergic to Facebook, I will post up there links to us on Podbean, SoundCloud and iTunes. Is this where you say tell your dad? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Find that. We'll see you next week. Penelope.